I guess it's our turn, huh? Finally. I know. Um, it's called Overcooked. Overcooked 2. <laughs> no, that's the game. Oh, is that the game? Yeah. What is oh, you told me that you love that game, by the way. I do. And yeah. I think that's what inspired me to open up a Joombie. And I... do it in real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it Overtime? It's Overcooked. It's No, it's this game. No, the, no, the show. Really, no, it really is Overcooked. Can't say Can't not JK overcooked. overcooked. Let's go. It's the Joe and Steve episode. Hell yeah, bro. Hey, it's great to see you. I know. Always man. great to see you. Yeah, it's always a treat. Yeah, we live in Las Vegas, but I never see him because he's <laughs> always in Hawaii. <laughs> like, I feel like I got gypped. I feel like I like every time I'm there, because I'm there like every other month, right? Yeah. I'm literally there to just do yard work, clean the house up, reset, and then I'm out like a couple days after. But at least you have people staying at your house. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing, too, because, you know, like... But they don't so do any yard work. <laughs> no. <laughs> so many people are moving Dicks. to Vegas. Yeah. And no, it just bro. It just works out so well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now's the time where you shouldn't move to Vegas. This is like, we're, we're, we're here June 1st. Don't move to Vegas. It's hot. You're going to hate yourself for moving there. But I'm telling you, the rest of the year, it really is the fucking place. Yeah. I think so. I just wish that I could clone myself so I can enjoy the winter... Fall, spring, Vegas. Not the summer, though. No, not the summer. Although the strip is kind of cool during the summer. It is. Because it's so cracking. If you like that energy, like the people watching is hilarious. Oh, dude, it's the best. No, yeah. it is the best place for it people watching the on the earth. I mean, if I had the time, I think I would just sit down there and just watch people and probably document. Like, you know, you ever see somebody like like a person where you're like, where the fuck does that person go? Yeah. I would love to just take a camera and actually follow that person for like a whole day and just see what the hell they do. It's like real life 90 day fiance. Exactly. Exactly. No, because I, I see a guy with like a shopping cart and it's it's a it's a not it's not just a shopping cart where you think the way that you're thinking because you're a judgy person. <laughs> he's got a business and he's got like a bunch of like stuffed butterflies in it or whatever. Like the, they look like they go in the claw machines. And he's like walking around, like basically dressed like an elf. And I'm like, where does this guy go at night? And like, what is his name? And like, who is you know? Who, is he who selling is he? the stuff? Down yeah, he's selling oh, the stuff out of a shopping cart. Shoot. I saw this when I was at the, I was like hanging out by the Tropicana. I want to know how many he's actually selling. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, does he clear out at the end of the day? Is he like, look, if he does, he go to Shark Tank and he's like, Mark. <laughs> I need, I have so many orders. I can't fill them. <laughs> but it must, it must work. Yeah. Like for them to be it. out there, right? Yeah. Because some of these street hawkers, like they've been there since I was a child. <laughs> like the guys with the flyers giving out like Yeah, strip. the clicker guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've been there since I was a kid. For sure. So I'm like, some of these things are like proven and tested. 100%. And by the way, this is kind of like a, you know, I haven't seen this guy in a while. So this is how we catch up with each other. But you know, you guys are here to listen to like why, you know, how we how we met, I think, is yeah. the first thing that that's what the format is per Ryan and I'm I hear you, bro. We're back <laughs> on topic. You know, what's unfair yeah. is they got to free. They, they got to free roll. I know. But then for us, we had to have a format. Well, you're the boss. You do whatever you want. I know, right? You don't have to listen to Ryan and me. Why do you listen to your employees know, so right? much? Why You've always been like that. I always I, I always why. hated that about you. You know why? Is because I 
basically hire people so that I don't have to run anything. Yeah, I've noticed that a little bit. But you you actually know what's you know what's the best thing about you and the worst thing about Bart is? What? Is that you are a you're a person who wants to hire people so that they can do like their work. Right. And Bart wants to micromanage them <laughs> out of existence and into quitting. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that as a brother, I love Bart. That's so funny. But it is a fact. That's why he's laughing. That is a fact. Bart just wants to hire a puppet that he can move the strings on. <laughs> Bart wants the extendo claw. <laughs> yes. That's his employees is just the extendo claw to be a clone of who he is. That's it. He's like, oh, if only I like technology can clone me. Yeah, that's it. Because if Barbell could be like 50 Barts, oh my it God. would be perfect. To be misery. For, well, for everyone who wasn't a Bart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that is, I think that is a good quality of leadership when you can like stand aside yeah. and let people do what you trusted them to do while you hired them, right? Bart's really good because he's so particular and he knows exactly what he wants. To Bart's the point a genius. Where, yeah. So he's a I, genius. I think this is why we were able to balance out so well because I could give a fuck yeah. about so many things oh, yeah. that like- I need someone like Bart who does care so much about so many things, right? He cares about right. things that he he's like the guy who don't cut the pillow tag off, don't cut the tag off the mattress, <laughs> right? He because he read about it, you yeah. can't do it. It's illegal in yeah, like whatever. four yeah. states, yeah. And I think we're in one of them. Like it's like that, but no, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it is fascinating to see how you guys operate, but it is a, you guys created a great symbiosis of like how you guys both operate businesses. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have done it. I mean, how long have you guys been in business together? It's insane. Nobody lasts this, is, this long. I think this is our 16th year. It's insane, bro. Yeah. It's insane. It's It's been pretty wild. It's kind of weird because um, I've never approached this like a business. Yeah. Like the way that I work Jumbi, the way that I've built other concepts or whatever, it's been, com I have a different hat on. And it's probably because I don't have Bart to lean on. So then I know what's not there. So then I have to take on the role of like, you know, some of the areas that I probably wouldn't want to take on. Yeah. You're one of the most unique people I've ever met. <laughs> and I and I actually mean that like like in the best way. Like I really don't think I have a bad thing to say about you. Oh, like, thanks, bro. No, bro. Likewise. I, I, I really mean it. Like I think you're one of the best dudes I've ever met. Like I actually like in a weird way look up to you even because you are just such a kind person. Like I, like I, like I've said before and then like it happened um, in real life. And I don't know how much I can say it, but, but like I, I was just saying at one time like we were doing a JK episode and we were kind of going deep on something. And I was like, dude, Joe, Oh, it was the Jake. It was the one about you for 20 minutes. It was like, Oh, when I wasn't here setting up, like what are we <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, ask yeah, Joe yeah, for yeah. 20 minutes? Right. And yeah, then I yeah. was like, and it was like, Hey, like Joe, um, I was like, Joe would take the shirt off his fucking back. If you're like, I like your shirt. And, and like, we had a friend who had their car stolen and yeah. Joe just gives her his car. <laughs> like that, that, that's, that's the most Joe thing ever. He like literally did it. It's like not something I'm saying that yeah. he wanted to do. And she said, no, he actually did it. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, it was like, it was like how I am with crypto. I find yeah. a gem and then I'm like, see, it's working out. When I saw you do that, I was like, see, I'm fucking bank shotting this shit. Yeah. I think, we're, I think we're very similar in the, in the way where it's like, we, it's like, it's not fun to be the only one winning, right? 100%. And also, if you have a friend that probably it's, and it's easy for you to help them out. Like for you, it's so easy to just tell us, 
all the information that you learned, right? It doesn't take that much sacrifice from you to do that, but it would mean the world to someone who doesn't have the time to study crypto or whatever. 100%. And I had a hell of a ride with you doing that, Ooh, right? Ride of a lifetime. And I, and I feel like Which that's- Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many. But I feel like that's basically the same way that I think, but I express it differently or like I give differently. Um, and and I, I, also, I also believe that like you got to protect your group. Yes. Like, so if Me people too. are in trouble, like you don't send thoughts and prayers to your group, right? You have to actually do something. And so, um, I mean, that's just how you should operate. You know, it's just, it's just the way the world should work or else it's like, why be a friend or why, you Dude, know? Dude, loyalty is everything to yeah. me. Like 100%. And that, you know, a lot of people say that, but like it really is, it really is so important to show it, right? Like, I think you do that like basically all day long. Yeah. Um, but no, but again, Joe's not the person who will bring it up, so I'm going to do it. Thanks, man. No, bro. I really, really always have appreciated you. I think that, you know, JK is such a special place. I always try to say that as, as long as I've been here. And I've been here for a while, I guess. Like, I think yeah. almost eight years. Really? Has it been? Damn, yeah. it feels so fast. It's insane. Yeah. I feel like it's like birds of a feather, right? Like when we first met, oh, we're going to go hit Let's that go. topic, right? Um, it was uh, it was at uh, Tim's Roast. Yes. And then Nikki's already been a guest because I think Taryn, uh, uh, Taryn Southern. Southern. Southern? Yeah, 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 yeah. She introduced us because she was like, oh, Nikki's so funny. Yeah. You know? And she did great. She has such a nice ass. Probably <laughs> she said that too. Yeah. She's like, she's she was, she naturally just fit in. Nikki was great. Yeah. She worked out really well with us. And we had her for a while. And she would mention you from time to time. She goes, yeah, yeah. My, my um, I don't know if you were. Her boyfriend or husband fiance? at the time. Yeah. I think yeah. Fiance. And then she would say like, oh, he has a YouTube channel too. And then um, it was like in passing. So we never really paid any attention to that. But then when we saw you at the roast and then she introduced us and you were hilarious. Like Thanks, you bro. had us dying in tears, bro. Like it was so good. And then I also, um, it clicked that I seen your content before. The bang bus stuff. Yes, sir. I thought that was so freaking hilarious. Thanks, bro. All where, real. Where you would People bring, don't believe it. All real. You would tell all these guys like, hey, you want to fuck porn stars? <laughs> and then the girls would be sitting next to them. And they're like, oh, my God. And then they would switch positions and these guys would come in. And that was like one of my funniest. I, I would like die like, you know like what, laughing. You know what Bonnie Rotten told me? She's a porn star. Yeah. She was like. What's great about this is that they always do think that they're going to get to fuck us. Like, like even just socially, right? Like yeah. they just meet us and like out and about and they like put their hand on our ass in a photo and all that stuff. And she was like, I really like how like, this is like basically like a fuck you to that. Oh, and I was like, oh, you get it. Like, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. So it's like you flip it on them. Yeah. And, and I, and I, yeah. So I remember like, I didn't subscribe to your channel, but your videos would pop up. Like just that. so viral. I was just so viral. Yeah, it would. It. And, and then so like <laughs> throughout the years, I would see it. And then I made the connection and I was like, oh shit, you're that guy, right? Yeah. And I was like, why didn't we ever invite you? And then the first day you came by, I think it was like immediately we clicked. 100% dude. And like it was I've never so good. experienced before. Yeah. Honestly. And I had been, I did YouTube with like the OGs with Kasim and the, this group called The Station and Shay Carl and all these people. And yeah. I, I had hyper clicked with them as well. But then- with you guys, it was like doing cocaine and then clicking. <laughs> it was it like was we've known each other. Exactly. It was that kind of exactly. clicking comfortable. So like we have similar values. We see the world the same way. We have more of a cynical yeah. take, but we prefer joy. 
And we all got into entertainment to actually craft something yes. rather than to be famous or anything like that. Never had an interest in fame. Yeah. Really just wanted to say something. And I think that's what kind of separated us from a lot of other YouTubers because uh, most YouTubers are literally there for attention, fame, and because they're lonely. They don't even know what they want to say. Exactly. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> but they find a way to grab attention. And then, I mean, that's their thing, right? But for us, I wanted to create something. And then you had that writing background, you had talent, you you wrote movies. And then so I think like- I think my was, average IMDb score is like 5.8. What does that mean? It's really good. It's what's like, what, what's that out of 10? Yeah, out of 10, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> that's above to average, a, To bro. a kid who went to school and like barely got through, uh, that's pretty fucking great. But I think that's where our deep respect came from is yeah. like you were an actual like master at your craft that we loved, which is comedy. And at the time, it was like dope because it was almost like we got to draft, you know, LeBron on our team. Oh, but dude, I, I don't agree with that, but I really appreciate that. But no, I, I, I mean, honestly, you, you guys, I, 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 like I said, I look up to you personally, um, and I look up to what you guys built here, like yeah. more than anything as well. Like it's, I've always said this about the room. I say like I wish that more people knew how important it is, like what you guys built here and like yeah. how people can still say whatever they want and maybe it's because you guys just figured out how to like find a, a certain group of people who are just gonna ride with you no matter the fuck what our fans are like they're die hardcore hard, bro, bro. Yeah. i sat next to one on the plane today yeah Her name's Aaliyah. yeah and she was like you better shout me out and i was like okay Aaliyah, <laughs> i'll shout cool. you out but she was like i fucking love you guys love jk and the but the best thing is that you like she's like 23 years old yeah like how the fuck did we we get Aaliyah? she was like what 11 when she started watching dude yeah like it's we creepy. raised a lot of people is what i'm realizing yeah you know there's people that are like you put me through college adulthood whatever now i'm a 50 year old man <laughs> yeah bro. legit it does like, feel like what? that when did time fucking it does it does you know? feel like that dude it does it does but no but but so like you know, it's but it's it's captivating to see like what you guys created, and then for some reason, maybe YouTube just hates you guys enough, or, <laughs> or they don't or pay or attention. To us. Yeah, they don't yeah. pay attention, yeah. so they don't know what we're saying here. Right. And they're and like because I've seen people get their channels taken down for less, right. than what we fucking do on the weekly. I know, and it's probably one of the beauties of like being so niche, but not too freaking popular right so then like if we were too too big then like mainstream big then it's dangerous yeah or like if you have too many uh sponsors that are like that own you basically yes because the the when the bigger your company is the more you have on the line the more you know people you need to like make sure their jobs are safe like there's just more things that make you go um i guess mainstream and safe yeah and i fucking hated that you know, it's one of the it's one of the worst things about commerce and just like advertising because right. we all need it. Yeah, right. Obviously, the ads are great. Like we, we do an off the record, and it's brought to you by right. So yeah. we need it. It's great. It helps, but then it does suck to have a corporate overlord. But yep. thankfully, for some reason, like I said, I know it's we, not like you got, gods are blessing us. It's not like you got hymns who are like, "Hey, <laughs> you better fucking be chill about this topic." <laughs> you know, when we're laughing about like, yeah. or like when we're laughing about like some guy who got mangled in a fucking car accident. <laughs> <laughs> and Hims is like, hey, you better be careful. That guy has a receding hairline. I know, right? Well, we're trying to like sell lawn care service. And then like right <laughs> after the ad read, Bart is straddling Anthony and like humping he, him from the he's, back, he's, you know? He's mock fucking his face. Yeah. 
and that by the way actually happened on Dude. our show many yeah. many times so but we've had so many years of just like memories and laughs here dude this room the amount of laughs that's bounced off these walls is insane it's pretty the energy's i think there's definitely some re residual laughter here from all those years what do you think changed like because i gotta I, i've been here for a long time yeah i for a while i think that you were kind of you know maybe checked out is the word yeah you were focusing on yourself which i think is really important and yeah. i don't denigrate you for that i think it's really really a crucial thing but what brought you back like made, made you feel like you're kind of you know alive again here yeah man i think um when you do something routinely for too many years and then at one point, I felt like I was losing control of JK, like Bart too, right? Well, Bart was more so he was really spread thin. Yeah. Like he just had Taika and then he was moving and then just, you know, Bart was like, I'm only here to film and then I can't really do anything else. Yeah. And he was like me, Nick. He was, he was pulling a Nick. Nick was always, yeah, <laughs> Nick with his clients, right? Yeah. And then for me, I think... um I can't pinpoint what exactly it was, but I don't think anything in my life felt like was working out correctly. So there was a time when I felt like everything I set my mind to, I was achieving and I actually had a goal. But then for the first time, it felt like I was aimlessly like going through motions and routines, but like nothing was working out and there were nothing but problems that I couldn't fix it was like a sinking ship that i kept throwing water out but i couldn't stop right and there was a lot of um that going on so i think that took there's, a toll on me personally just from observing too there's a lot of strange like internal angst yeah. right like a weird feeling of like well they used to do it this way and now they don't yeah and like fuck them and i'm like do you guys realize what you get to do for a living right here? Yeah. Like, like, do, do you realize that? For like, sure. Like, it was very odd. And I'm, I'm not really throwing anybody under the bus. I just don't think that they, they knew like how this stuff works yet. Yeah. I think there was, um, you know, like over the years, I think like I was learning how to be a boss. And so like communicating to the team, certain things, some people had different desires and wishes and maybe, for them too, they didn't have the courage to just go out and pursue their own thing. And maybe they felt like as a friend, they had to stick around um, because that's how we've been doing it for so long. And we never had that discussion, right? So yeah. I think like after I started to deal with it individually, like let's say former employees or whatever, right? Um, as those things were being dealt with, I started to feel better and more relieved because the clutter was being cleaned up you know which is a fucked up thing when when it comes to people <laughs> not just people but no you're but i know what you're saying no the clutter of the mindset exactly. it was a mindset it was, mind it was a clutter. weird mindset yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm having joe's back actually, yeah yeah because because <laughs> no the mindset was so weird around here for like a little yeah. while and it was very like it was just like i just remember being confused like i'm always i try to be empathetic right? i really try to understand where people are coming from i really do but then sometimes i'm like dude at the end of the day though this yeah. is crazy that it we is. get to do this dude and i give a whole month off but i pay them for a full 12 bro and then we do paid <laughs> company vacations all in all the time and if you want to bring your significant other we pay for them too dude, how many times do we go out to eat and like bart and joe pick up the tab every exactly. time? exactly and then so 
for me, like the complaints and things that I was hearing sometimes, I'm just like, where's this coming from? But also it wasn't just um, internal, like things that were bothering me about the company. Um, It was also the fan base. So there is, like you said, the diehard group that absolutely love us, right? Yeah, we raised them since they were 10 and a half years old. Yeah. We were saying bad words and being racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they're like, thank you. <laughs> I'm 27 now and I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you inspired me yeah, through thank dressing you. like a mother and talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for de- denigrating the human race by like, a half a percentage point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was also, yeah, like we were pandering at one point because I remember. We did. I, I remember. Got, I got so, <laughs> dude, I want everybody to feel like welcomed here. Me too, bro. Right? So I thought it would be good on the panel to have different voices, obviously. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but the different voices have to be intelligent and be able to debate it and be able to make sense, right? It's It's not just someone who's being disagreeable but they're also butchering their position and then also at the end of the day it has to be comedy so then if there's no comedy someone there just wants to kind of refute your points or maybe shut it down completely there's no debate there's no no discussion (laughs) and it ends up becoming like this like train wreck of a talk and then i'm just like but hey there's a lot of nodding I know. There's one person talking and a lot of nodding in the room. A lot of people going, oh, okay. Well, and then looking at the clock, like Anthony Lee style, you know how Anthony does that shit. He looks at the clock. Like, <laughs> He's constantly. trying to run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, they're like looking at the clock like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to nod for the next like fucking six minutes. <laughs> and I remember everyone was paranoid, even in the whole comedy space about cancel culture 100%. during lockdown. So then we started becoming super careful boys, you know, because we were just like, oh shit, we can't be the person that we were before and then it was weird too because the fans that loved us for the same jokes that we pulled just a year ago they started to virtue signal and they would just be like oh i'm mature now i don't like these jokes anymore (laughs) and i'm like well fuck you then (laughs) what did you like last week i know it was fine (laughs) when you're laughing at us and other cultures but then when it became about you or something you know now you're you know you're fragile about, about it what are you talking about i, I know. know dude what would you like would you like 10 days ago like compared to now no I but that know, did happen man. to a lot of people and honestly we kind of were trying to i think we overread the room probably probably yeah. right and we overreacted probably yeah. but bro the circumstances of the time were so weird that like i don't it's hard to just say, well, I blame us for that. It's just, it was one of those things. Where All comedians, dude. Like, it, it was the, the main, like, big, big names, powerful people. Everybody. Everybody, dude. Everybody. Even, like, YouTubers like Jenna Marbles quit she's because. Com- she's not back yet. I know. And I, know. I was like, the hate was so strong. She, she was at my wedding. I love Jenna Marbles. Yeah, she's awesome. And I'm like, the hate was so strong that basically she was just like, I want any, I don't have to even do this anymore. Fuck right. this. But that's where I didn't want to, I, I I knew that there's no point in making the the mad crowd happy. Like, I still have at least 50% of people out there who love us. Yes. And why are we not talking to them? Why are we attending to the other people who are, like, frustrated at us? Where do you think that comes from for you personally? Like, like is there a need to respond to the criticism like be, to defend yourself is that why you want to lash out and do that 
What do you mean the? Um, oh, when when you know, I think all of us have had moments where we overreact to criticism. Yeah. Where do you think it comes from for you? Oh, I don't like how it was damaging the group. Because like, so for example, the girls of the group were very affected by the negative comments and stuff like that, right? Extremely so. And for me, I was really frustrated because I wanted to just focus on the fans that love us because there's always going to be hate. And at the same time, sometimes um, them just talking about us is a, is good marketing. But then so good. some of the members that were in our group didn't even want to become social media stars. So they're not going to, you know, take it as like the same way as someone who's prepared to be an entertainer can take it. Like you might, like I saw that as opportunity is like, oh, controversy. And it's fun because I don't know these people and, you know, they have an opinion, fine, but it keeps us kind of relevant. And then we can play with that. And then I think it's really to me, it, there's there's no personal attachment to it, basically. But like, what I didn't like to see were my friends being so depressed and upset from the actions of these horrible people saying these fucked up things, right? So then I toned down my behavior because I didn't want to attract attention, negative attention, or even put them in a position that can get residual canceled because I did something. Right. You know, like that was happening to Geo where Bart would do something and then they would start bombing Geo's DM saying, how dare you allow your husband to do this and that? And then she was just getting stressed out, right? Yeah. So I was like, this is why I believe like having careful boys, I feel so much more like chill. Because <laughs> like we don't have to worry about that layer of like- Everybody in that room has has each other's back. Right. Everybody. Yeah. And, and it wasn't always like that here. And that was kind of no. the problem. Because I also felt like, hey, I have your back. But then they were so worried about the commenters yeah. that they turned on us because they didn't want, they wanted to separate themselves from us. Right. Like, oh, I'm not like that. You know, I'm not yeah. racist like them yeah. or whatever the fuck. I'm like, what the they fuck? They would say that shit in the room. I know, bro. And I was yeah. like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> wait, what the fuck? I'm and, like, last week, yeah. again, 10 days ago, uh, didn't hear you talk like that now yeah yeah and then so like now you're joining this mob that because you're so afraid of them saying hurtful things to you not that you actually believe it because no. when the cameras are off oh, you know. make the jokes we with know us, what you said right yes. Yes. and then so those are the kind of things that were really like pissing me off because i was seeing the true colors of certain members um and i was like I'm well, name them name them all <laughs> <laughs> but i was like i'm doing all this work to protect and I'm doing all this stuff to hold myself back so we don't, you know, whatever. But then like, at, you know, but I don't know. Uh, it, it was just, it was just a weird time, right? Yeah. I don't know what your perspective was during the that same time. Same as you. It was very frustrating. It was yeah. very weird. And it wasn't like, it's not like I have the tablet with the truth and I'm trying to show it to everybody. It, it, it was very like murky. Right, everyone's just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Anyway, I think now we're able to talk about it in retrospect because exactly. we dissected it. But in the moment, I didn't know that's what was happening. Like I didn't know they were the culprit or or the audience was the culprit. Like I, I was just in there, like you know what, something about this isn't enjoyable anymore. I, exactly, and I always, you know, I always, like I said, I try to root for people's takes and their opinions, and it doesn't matter if I agree with them or not. I just want to yeah. understand where they're coming from, and I think that's what helps me be like emotionally. Um, 
intelligent when when, I, when I'm talking to people. Yeah. But with this, it was very much like, okay, I have your back. I can I can see myself having your back. But then I'm like having an out of body experience. I'm like, you don't have ours though. Yeah. If we're not saying the right things. You don't have our back. No. And that's when I'm like, these four these. I guess 17 walls, however the room is shaped. <laughs> so weird. Um, you know, they're not, we're not shielded here now. Yeah. It's, it is different now. Yeah. It, it's much different than when I came in and we hit it off and like we had that fucking, yep. like, oh, don't worry. We're in a comedy writer's room and we can say whatever the fuck we want. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, no, there's, there's peepholes in here and nope. like people are being self aware and they want to make sure that everyone who's watching sees that they're being self aware and good and doing the right thing. And that's what pissed me off. Yep. And I'll give you guys a little hint too because um, there were moments. Where certain people panel uh, also had control of the back end, um, whether it was the topic or editing style or whatever. And it wasn't just one person. It was it was it was a couple. Yes. yes. And it was also during a time uh, during COVID. Right. Yes. There's six seats here. It was really hard to fill those seats. Um, there's been even episodes where I sat next to a mannequin to cover so we can keep the ones where I got I had to go to the hospital. Yeah, and then you yeah. were you were you you got a. I had yeah. a I had a weird like heart palpitation thing. Which yeah, yeah, runs like, my family apparently, but yeah, that was crazy. We thought you were like gonna croak on us. Or well, something. Timmy D thought that I was about to die of COVID, <laughs> but I was like, I don't. It's, it's not COVID symptoms, guys. That my heart is just going insane. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it was it was things like that where it was like later when the video goes up, we're like that. Wait a minute, that was edited. To make that person look so good. And I was like. By the editor, perhaps. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. And it was one of those things where like. I remember. I, can I just contextualize this a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being like, Joe, do you see what they just did to you in this video? Yeah. And you were like, no. And I was like, dude, you need to watch it. Dude. I, I'm like, this person gets to fucking take shots at you and you're re you're you're doing your thing reading the room doing what you do right and then this person gets to take shots at you and edit it so that they're even more accentuated right so they look more they look correct way more correct because for me like we're playing a game here right the the ultimate yeah we do get serious and we do talk about politics and all these things but the ultimate goal is fun yeah it's fun let's fun. let's construct a joke together or like let's have a good conversation. Let's give our a different positions. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But the way that this was edited was like really a slam dunk. And then when you read all the comments, dude. it would just it would just be like, oh wow, look look, he put him in his <laughs> yeah. place. And I'm all like, okay, so it's a competition. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. that sucks because you know I'm over and, here. And look, if he's if he's bank shotting all these things, right? Yeah. You don't need to zoom in on Jordan dunking. You just need to show the court exactly. But right? the emphasis, the emphasis is that's why you're you're putting the thumb on the scale. And that was just a cop out, right? It's a cop out, and it's yeah. insecurity. Yeah, and that's okay. And and I that's why I say I really do try to understand people. It's obviously there's some kind of weird insecurity going on, and so this person's trying to emphasize their points, and they're using editing techniques to do it. And it's like this just like you're not having JK's back though, right? And that's what doesn't sit well with me because as an improviser and like dude that is one of the lamest things you could ever say don't worry i know i know that that is but one of the core things is trust yeah in in, in any relationship it's trust and so when we're all gonna take shots and step out on the limbs and sometimes we go for that big joke and it doesn't land and we yep. fucking spin around on home plate 
instead of hitting the ball. Um, shouldn't we try to have each other's backs? Because no, we're on a team. We're yeah, wearing a jersey. A hundred percent. But I realized that. So the difference here is we're improv troupe. This guy thought he was a part of the debate team. Yeah. So the exactly. difference is exactly like right. some. So so that's that's when things went south. Is that some people? And that's were not there. just one person. You're no. talking about like as an example. I'm talking about when things didn't go well and yeah. when I felt like I was losing control of the company right. in general. Like things like that. Like I'm the owner of the company, yeah. right? And then they're going to construct a video that basically sacrifices <laughs> completely my <laughs> integrity, yeah. my Kali Moff on you. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, I mean you whatever. If that's what makes you feel good, you know, I don't uh, to me it's not a big deal. Yeah. That's why I didn't, you know, react to it in that way. But I just thought, okay, a person that's willing to do that means one, they don't respect me. Correct. Right. And then so that was more disappointing than anything because it was like, you know, I let people talk shit all the time because it's funny, you know. Hey, and man. then and you're really good at that. By and way. I read the comments all. They're like, how 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 can Joe let them do this? Joe's so oblivious. Like, I know, and I'm like, Ugh, yeah, they don't know. They don't. Know. If the joke is good. Yeah. And if it's true, why not, right? I don't know. But I also think that shows more strength when you don't get your panties in a exactly, bunch. Exactly, yeah. dude. God damn. If it, the people who don't take things too seriously yeah. are always my favorite people. And why should you from people that you feel safe with? Exactly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And that's the integrity of the writer's room of JK. And right. that's what I always loved about this room. And I, that's why I always say the, the room has to be protected no matter what. It has to be. <clears throat> and, and it wasn't. Yeah. And that's where I think things started to really make me feel horrible because I was like, whoa, I thought, you know, we were all on the same page. Exactly. Doing the same thing, common goal. But some some people had personal agendas. They wanted to be the star. They wanted their whatever, five seconds of fame or whatever. And I realized that some members would um, use this as an opportunity to build because what one thing that I wanted to do was um, you know, as we all grow together, I wanted to put everybody in front of the camera, right? So like certain members were able to build their own following because I thought that that would be a great way where, hey, if you build your own following, whether it's in editing, writing, whatever you do, you're going to inspire so many people. And honestly, bro, I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned from you personally is that I always took, I think maybe too seriously, <clears throat> like the idea of like, well, like this person's trained. I remember saying that to Nikki a million and a half times. They're trained, they're comedically trained, blah, 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 trained, trained, trained. Yeah. And you will take people who aren't quote unquote trained, and but you put them in this great environment that you've built yeah. and you know how to extract like the best from them because it, you know, it takes time. And I've seen people flourish from that, like who wouldn't traditionally even have that shot. And yeah. I just think that that's fucking why you're so good at what you do. Yeah, I think uh, I know how to, pick like a strength yeah and then see like oh i can i can see where this is gonna go in a, a year or two and then so i've seen that yeah, yeah. and i'll give him a shot because also some of them like who would give nick as many shots as you <laughs> gave him who 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 in the world and we all love and nick. He, yeah right and we love him yeah and you're and there was something there like even as he was deflector nick and all that stuff for a long time but he is we love nick like yeah. it's so funny how much we love nick but like it is 
and like the careful boys, right? As it exists today, which is a totally <laughs> a different thing. Group. It's a fun yeah. group, bro. bro. Yeah. And when we have the core careful and boys, no one's a comedian. No, and, and that's <laughs> my favorite thing. Bro. Well, not even, bro. I'm what am I? I'm a, I'm a tuber comedian. But, but what mm. I'm saying is like the the core group of the careful boys is my favorite group. Yeah. And I I can't wait. Even like when I see my phone light up and it's from Careful Boys chat, I can't wait to see what you guys have to say about the world. Yeah. And I think that that's what people have have really hooked on to. But like that doesn't happen anywhere. Like that, I think that is a result of like you guys incubating this like crazy experiment and then like it evolving past, you know, maybe we even, you know, came out of the woke era as yeah. Careful Boys. Obviously, that's the title, but capitalizing on it in such a different way, I think, by just taking normal people, like fucking dancers. There's more dancers than regular people on the show. Yeah. And dancers are not even, you know, look, I don't like dancers. I'll be honest. I don't like him. Yeah. Can's right there. I don't I don't like Can cuz he's a dancer. No, but it's the, the it really is um who would give a dancer a platform to talk? <laughs> but this but this so asshole, funny. right? So but funny. but is it not something that we're all thankful for? Like honestly, yeah. like Anthony Lee. He like, brings in so much. He's so Everyone great. has different qualities about them that are so strong that I'm like, dude, they're just not either harnessing it or someone's not seeing this and normal me would go like hey can we have that dancer like <laughs> just do that just doing dancing doing or dance the, yeah. and like maybe you could do a podcast but like a dancer's like for, <laughs> i don't know how you because it actually do it. doesn't make sense like if you think about what i should be doing is i should be going to all these improv go to the ice house and i should be trying to scout those guys right? to be a part of the group i should be um you know hiring an editing team from maybe an editing company yes. or whatever uh that's where it should come from right i never did anything that way and i think it's probably because we had to be resourceful from the get because we never had funding we had to do it all from but scratch. why didn't you guys get because like you guys at one point i'm not going to talk numbers but you guys were pulling in like insane amounts of money a yep. month right yep and you had the option to do the shithead thing on which tubers fall fall victim to. Right. I'm gonna hire official Hollywood help, right? We tried. And okay. then we interviewed them and it just I think it just didn't work out with the company culture. Cause like there were guys that wanted to come in and and then we, we were just like, you know what? There's something off here. It just doesn't work. And at the time, my vision for it, and it worked out for almost over a decade. The, the whole family company environment, what you saw on the vlogs, all that stuff was genuinely real, you know? And I'm just talking about the dark side here because there's no company with no dark side. But if you think about how- Disney. Uh, right. There's, no, they're no, perfect. No dark side. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think about in general, I feel like compared to my other friends' businesses and all that- I feel like so lucky that we were able to go for such a long stint without the issues. Even the issue that I just brought up right now with like maybe this guy, you know, or 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 gal or or anonymous person, <laughs> you know, maybe they edited something for their own ego or whatever, not for the benefit of the the group. It was still harmless compared to what like the nightmares that my friends have. Witnessed. Were you still? I mean, you know, I think the way that you framed it was really good because you you almost view it as a personal failing yeah. that like you, you were there sleepwalking while that happened almost yeah. in a way. And like, I, you know, I think that that happens to everybody. They just, there's a flaw in the system. There's a monkey in the wrench and yep. you don't, you're like, okay, I acknowledge that now. 
Yeah, and I, I think I didn't foresee certain things about human nature because I just couldn't believe that some people will be that, um, like they want validation so badly or they were so desperate to, I'm like, be right about something or or want the affection of strangers because my mind doesn't operate in the same light where, um, you know, if the negative comments don't affect me that much, I just assume that people in my group wouldn't be that affected. Yes. But then they are like they it took out Julia like it destroyed her for years. But right, dude. I like uh, I said that yeah. before on a JK video and people are like, he's lying. That's not why she left. I'm like, no, she literally said that. That's why she left. Like, yeah, what are she, you talking about? She said it in I know the video, but they don't want to accept it. It's because yeah. you guys are toxic. All of us. We're just too toxic. Yeah, but I think um, the people that were toxic, they don't remember. Right. There's, you know, people have amnesia. And I think that's the issue is like they don't understand how much their actions and what they say can really harm someone on the other end. Yes. Like if it's like me or Bart, it doesn't matter, you know, but like someone like Julia or someone who genuinely loves everybody and wants to be accepted by everybody that weren't meant to be entertainers in the first place julia was here to be behind the scenes but as a supporter she did everything that we basically needed help for and if it meant being in front of the camera she joined in and then so she doesn't like attention she doesn't want to be a famous person but when you say julia was loving is that really true because she didn't love josh as much as i wanted her to <laughs> as a fan as she a fan of the show. <laughs> you talk about the fanfics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got some dirty, dirty, some dirty, dirty fans out there. Hilarious fans out there. Dude, one of my favorite, by the way, one of my favorite moments in JK Discord history, which there's there's a JK Discord. Hey, check it out. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com, JK. Just right? kidding news. Just kidding news. Yeah, you got to join the Just Kidding News to be a part of our special Discord. It's great Discord. We had an older Discord. When we were just getting going, right? But I remember one of my favorite moments was I started a channel called Josh and Julia Fanfic, <laughs> fanfic Forever. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it was I was just trying to enable the the whoever amount of people there were that were trying to get Josh and Julia together. And yeah. I was like, this is so funny to me, I can't handle it. So I'm like gonna like use whatever I have to bring it up in into the surface. And then I remember doing a I remember it was like Halloween time. And I remember writing. Like a, I was like, it's it's sweaty on the set of Just Kidding Party. <laughs> I'm like, Julia's like, oh my god, is the air conditioner broken? And Josh walks in the room. He's like, I just checked. Yeah, it's definitely down for the camp. And I remember Sean, who is a JK legend. We love Sean. Sean was so scared and nervous about what I was going to write next that he started deleting everything no! that I was saying. Yes. <laughs> He's deleting everything that I was saying because he was like, this is so risque. But the fact that to him it was so risque, it was just so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funnier it than anything I could have written. Yes, exactly. I that. He was like, I can't believe. He's like, is Steve going to have his, like Josh and Julia do simulated fucking on this? That was my. He's like, I can't, I can't even get to the blowjob part. We gotta, we gotta cut, <laughs> dude, cut, cut, cut. Dude, I was on it. Well, my bit was just gonna be about like all the equipment at JK is not working, but like, but like, <laughs> but like with sexual undertones. Yeah, yeah. But then he couldn't handle it, any of that. Even he thought you were gonna go straight into the fucking cum <laughs> yeah, shot. Dude. Wow. Just like talking about the infrastructure, JK is not great. 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was no. I, I do remember that. He, uh, so he was, fun. <laughs> so fun. A great, a gem, a gem of a person. I love Sean, but that's what I'm saying. Like with this unique group, right? Like Julia does love everybody. Yeah. Like, like Julia, I get how fans go like, oh, Julia would work with this person, this person, even though she's like had a boyfriend for like fucking years yeah. now. Um, but she is a special person. And the idea that, but the idea, right? The, the little like, um, dark corner of that is that people think that like somehow JK chased her away and it's like, oh, she, <laughs> yeah, she literally thrived from JK. That's why she says happy birthday to me till this day, Comes every freaking year. All the time. I know. But yeah. people can't accept it. They need the dramos. Yeah. Right. But th- this is what I mean by like, there's always going to be these crazy folks with, with wild imaginations. Yeah. You know? Agendas. Right. But it's like, we should never forget the actual fans that love us. The silent ones, the ones that watch, they don't con- they don't comment, they don't participate. They don't have an account. <laughs> no. They, and they come out of the woodworks too. Like when there are videos like on JK where we talk about it, they do come out. You know, and then you'll just see all of a sudden a thousand comments on one video saying like, we're still here. And so I love it too. And then the best part is seeing them face to face. Yeah. Honestly, I was having a bad day this morning because like the airport stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then I sat, like I said, I sat next to JK fan and I was like, man, I'm so, I'm so lucky. Right. Like I can't believe how lucky we all are because you and Bart had a stupid idea in a parking lot like (laughs) fucking 15 years ago. And 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 Hannah says this too, like she's like, I can always tell when when they're your fan, and I'm like, why? It goes, um, because they dress cool, and then they they're, <laughs> they're they're actually cool people. Yeah. So I'm like, it's rare that we're lucky, right? That yeah, we have fans that are just normal human beings. Legit. Yeah. Because yeah. some of the other fans, I'm just like, man, like you got some weird incels, or like you got some wow, they're like horrible looking people. <laughs> <laughs> Did I send you a link to it? You'll like this guy. Oh yeah, but he does toy toy train stuff on YouTube, and can you imagine his fan base? Like fuck, <laughs> fuck, dude. Like some it, of these, it, he so, probably has like six year olds and fifty year olds that look like six year olds. Exactly, dude. <laughs> and you you know that he's like at the airport, yeah, or he's like you know somewhere social, and he's like to his wife, he's like, yeah, this guy's like, hey, can you put a dildo in the front of the fucking train? And I'm like, <laughs> god damn it, dude. He's like, yeah, I just want to get on all fours in front of that fucking train on the, on them train tracks all tied up. And like, oh my god, dude, really? You're my fan. And then like he gets some six year old kid too, who's like, hey, I really like trains. Oh my god, and he has to have a whole conversation with them. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, here's my fan. Okay, cool. Oh, he's on my Patreon. All right, yeah, I gotta be cool. I gotta be chill. Oh shit. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine the nightmare. I know, but we have the coolest the amount best. of fans. I think. Um. So like slowly gaining back control of this having a team that's fun we all have each other's attitude is so different everyone wants to be here they want to be here there's no complaining there's no like who bitches about being a jk nobody nobody if i if i have one complaint it's lighting here because like it's just <laughs> it's rem- pretty bad it reminds me of corporate <laughs> yeah. office but yeah. like i say it out in the open like i know that's what i you know to me if you have shit to say just say it that's like, the that's the biggest thing is like i don't think we're unapproachable never I don't think we're people that you can't talk to so i don't know why like you're just you'll take minimal action that's, that's what people don't know <laughs> That's why I don't know why it's like, why did they pent it up? And, I don't and know. I don't know. I don't know. Because you guys make fun of you guys more than anybody makes fun of you guys. That's, mm-hmm. But that's why, you know, like like I've said many times, my love language is getting my balls busted. And so that's why we all got on so quickly. So I think that's that was probably one of my like early leadership flaws is not accurately understanding 
the relationship I have with my team. Or like also um, probably not being approachable because I've heard that like, you know, I'm intimidating or like I'm I'm whatever or, or difficult to talk to. Or maybe I did do something early on because like we had members that were with us for over 10 years. Right. So I'm like, maybe they're holding on to something uh, of 20, 25 year old Joe. Right. You know, and then 25 year old Joe might have reacted differently when they tried to uh, bring up a concern or whatever. And then maybe they didn't, you know, forgive me for whatever reason. Ten years later, they 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 might still think I'll react the same way. I don't know. But I think there's definitely some baggage there that I'll take responsibility for. But the but the thing is, I never got the opportunity to have that, like, sit down and like, let's hash this out. And it just. It just some some stuff was just like um, a big surprise. Like when I I never predicted that certain members would not be able to handle the fame. Mm-hmm. Like when I put them in front of the camera and all this stuff, um, like they would all of a sudden get a following and all this stuff. And and I was kind of shocked because because like let's like, let's say it's a insignificant compared to you know, some of the people that we have as guests or whatever, but they're acting more diva than the people that are. <laughs> well, yeah, that, so, so you nice, know? like cool JK fans are just relating to the nice person more than the diva person. And so then yeah. they're getting more of a following. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Or like, yeah, more like they're, they're, they might be acting like a diva even all of a sudden because they have a following. Oh, well, yeah, then yeah. that flips. That's what I yeah. mean. That's what flips. I'm like. Yeah. And it, it would sure. shock me because certain people are like, I never thought that you would be this way. Yeah. And on top of that, you're never trying to be a star or or talent, you know, on camera person. Yeah. And then there's a lot of things about people in general that I learned over the years that that I didn't predict well. I did in some ways, but in other ways I didn't. Yeah. Is that something where you're like, I know what to do now, or is it just something where you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna believe in people anyway and we'll see what happens? I think I know how to give my time to people that show actual like I don't wanna say promise, but like it's more like um the older you get, right, you assess people better, hopefully. Yeah. Cause in the beginning, I thought that all people needed was resources so they can pursue the things that they need or maybe information. But I think I, I was completely wrong about that. Like you can't teach someone motivation. You can't teach someone inspiration. You can't teach someone like positive attitude. Those things are just like inherent behavioral traits. And unless they want to, um, those things will just not like you can't make someone stop complaining. Like if that's their personality, <laughs> well, you can hit them or throw them down the <laughs> stairs. But if that's if they're like an extreme cynic, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. then they complain about everything. Like that's just who they are, and you gotta accept that and roll with it. Because let's say like you're in a creative space and you just need an environment where people are brainstorming, not someone who's like shutting everything down. Then you just then it's my fault as a leader to plug in the wrong person in this group for that kind of environment where does instead Bart, of molding them. Where does Bart come in with that for your process? Like you're plugging somebody in. Is there a conversation or is it just like I'm plugging somebody in and Bart's just like, I trust you? In most cases, 
people were plugged in out of necessity. And he, I don't know, like we're, we're both very like, hey, we don't know what the answer is going to be. So let's try it. Unless there's like a hard no. Like there's certain times when I gave extreme, like I had to fight Bart on certain things. Yeah. Like in the beginning, there was another competing, competing um, website, not YouTube. I don't even remember the name now. Because they got so wrecked by you guys. You wrecked them so bad. I don't remember the name. Yeah, but it was like, it was another website called, I don't know. Um, but they were they were actually paying. Okay. So during, this was during a time when YouTube wasn't paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bart was like, we should jump onto this platform because um, they're paying their creators. And then I was like, no, YouTube is what everyone's using. It's going to be Google. It's going to be like the platform. So even if it doesn't pay, it's probably going to be. That's tight. Dude, Bart was so stupid. <laughs> In your face. Dude, Bart was so dumb. But there's only like, I mean, I have to, I have to search like to the beginning of our, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, business. No, to, that's really good. To dig something where but I hey, that's had to good that you, them on. You had a gut, on, you had a gut instinct on it. Yeah, but yeah. there are only certain things like that where I'm like, if I don't have a hard stance, I don't fight them that much. Yeah. Yeah. But with people, how about with people? With people? Is there conversations? Is it like, you know, because we have guests in all the time. Like, is there, you guys check in after or how's that go? No, actually, it's been, I think the, the organic growth over time. Like, because if you remember the way that we built, was basically I need this person or I just need a person to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. like even Geo, it was like, hey, we need a girl for this skit. Can you find someone? Nope. Or the girl last minute bailed, the actor bailed. So now Geo has to play. Right. You know, I think you're one of the more toward the end where I actually chose. Mm. So like after being a guest, uh, for so many, I guess, years before yeah. we actually committed to having you on board, like as like a salaried like crew. Official, yeah, 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 like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's because, well, one, like uh, we liked your taste of comedy, but you also had skills because, you know, we wanted to write a bunch of scripts. Yeah. So it, it came in the form of like maybe a consultant or someone mm -hmm. that would, but then you just ended up being a part of the writer's circle. Yeah. Yeah. And then from then it was like just having you on consistently as like a host or even before that, just consistently on the show. Cause um after David stepped away, we just needed you. <laughs> hey, no, but it, yeah. it worked out well. Yeah, it, it was yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, and we all love David. Like I there's no shoes to fill per se. I just I always love David. Uh when David's on, it's so fucking fun too. Yeah. But no, it, it, um, yeah, for me, it was just great because it came at the right time for me. My channel got demonetized, all that shit. Yeah. And then I just remember being like, well, what's next in this chapter of my life? Like, I, but you were actually like disgusted and picked too. <clears throat> it wasn't because like, well, David's gone. We need Steve. It was more yeah, like, no, you were already here. I never consistently. got that, I never got that impression from you guys. And you guys were, but you guys are very like, not official when you guys do something like that. Like there was no ticker tape parade or like a handshake, like center handshake with a photo. Yeah. It was very much yeah. just like, I, I, I just kept getting booked every week. And I was like, yeah. I guess I'm like regular now. And I think Nick went through that recently too. And like Anthony went through that yeah. recently too. And we all kind of had a conversation about this. Yeah. Like when we were walking like so I don't know, a month and a half ago, but no, it's just funny how you, you know, I do appreciate that though. Like it is 
um, not stressful in a way. Yeah. Because you don't like put that on someone. And it's I, literally like we just date until it's yeah, like, you know, this makes but sense. But I do respect you guys and what you guys built so much that I didn't want to presume. Like I, I didn't want to go like, well, I'm I'm the I am a member. You know, I, you know, I really like liked you guys and like didn't want to presume anything yeah but um yeah when that kind of got confirmed to me i was very happy obviously the day i like like i told nikki the day that i met you guys like i got in the car and i said i could do that every week forever yeah uh, and it I doesn't feel like work and i've never no. said that about anybody right like like I, I and i'm not kidding and i'm not dissing anybody in my past i'm just saying like there are drawbacks to shooting things sometimes and it's, that's normal it's very normal right but like with you guys it was just like i was hanging out and like you guys say for your um your why like why you guys did the show it's like we're hanging out in the parking lot after we all like had dinner yeah and like it is like that it is and and it and it just didn't feel like we were doing any work at all yeah and it hasn't frankly for fucking eight years or whatever no, and that's why we keep it going we take a 40 percent pay cut yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey i look forward to every pay cut i know yeah and it's and it's funny too because we keep growing in subs oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. now yeah, finally, right? Because we were going down. Oof. We were yeah. at like 1.8 and then 1.7, mm. and then it goes right back to 1.9. It's right. going to go back to 1.8. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was actually catching up with you guys with a dead channel. Really? Yeah, that's how I knew. I was like, I'm. Well, gonna... how many subs is your non active? 1.7. Oh my God. I was like, dude, I was like, I am on a sinking ship, but I think for some reason <laughs> I'm uh, a Zeppelin coming up out of the clouds. So as a as a business owner, right, we've kind of touched on all that a lot. But mm -hmm. as a creative yourself, is there a, a, anything in JK or like, you know, is there something you have inside you creatively that you can't get out yet because you do this so routinely and then you go back to Junbi, Hawaii? Um, I think during COVID and the whole cancel culture and all these things, right? Like that was the first time when I felt like People used to love me for this comedy and now they hate me. And I know that wasn't true, but you know, in that moment it felt like That's your mindset. What's the like what's the point of doing this if you're gonna turn on me? But again, I think like when you're just in a heightened state of mind, you don't really recognize that there are a silent majority that love who you are and then they haven't stopped loving the content that you created. But also what was discouraging was um, you know, jokes on instagram was getting like taken down or like every time you would invest something and post something like your channel will get violations and all these things right and then you're just like well fuck if it's gonna harm the business potentially then what am i allowed to say scary. and they're not clear about it and that was kind of scary because i think like i don't care about a bunch of people like saying i fucking hate you um but if it means now all of us, like I can't do this anymore because the channel's taken down and I can't, you know, even afford like to keep this place open, like that was scary. And then without any, any warning, it can happen. So I think that definitely played a role in my mind because I never had to edit. I was able to like freely speak and I do still, but it's so much different than 2016 Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. How, how do you feel? I mean, you, your channel got 
absolutely butt wrecked. I got murdered. Yeah. Bro. But uh, no, I, I feel like almost, uh, well, I always feel fortunate, right? I can't believe I'm still even doing tubes like yeah. this long. And, you know, me and Nick have been doing our podcast for like fucking f- almost five years or whatever, four years. Yeah. Um, and, but, but, but I rem- I always remember why, like why I, I started it. So it's like, you know, with, with our podcast, right? Our shit that don't tell you show. We, we started it because we were like, we're really in love with each other and mm. like we can't believe that um it's not like uh, like one of those people that's like i have millions of dollars i'm like i can't believe everyone's not rich it's like <laughs> it, it's like i can't believe that everyone settles was our thing right? i see yeah and, yeah, and yeah so that's yeah. where it started yeah. from for us it was like the spark that started for us is like man the shit that i wish i knew growing up about mm. like like oh man i wish that people knew that like you don't have to go for your first relationship or your second relationship or your third relationship where there are things that are serious and they're missing. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. can really wait it out and you can actually just like get that right person to come in and click for you. And actually our producer, his name's Mark, and he actually just, you know, he's been listening to us because he's been fucking producing our show forever. Mm-hmm. He just met like the chick of his dreams finally. Mm. And he's like a divorcee. And like he just stopped doing the normal thing, which yeah. is like- Settle, settle, settle. Right. Everyone who's suffering around you says, relationships are suffering. You're going to suffer too. That's what relationships are about. Right. And he just like zoned out of that and just focused on what he wanted instead. Yeah. And it changed his life. Yeah. And I live for that. Because when you connect, it's a it's a completely different feeling. Bro, look at yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, that's- You broke up in my living room. And look <laughs> at you now. You're, yeah. you're a married man. Yeah. We can finally talk about that. I love that. I know, right? It's so sick. Congrats, bro. That's, yeah, that's, thanks, You've man. had the craziest come around ever. I know. And then, I mean, when you when you asked earlier, like what was one of the way, like what gave you the clarity and what gave you this energy and the new turnaround? And she's a big part of it, you know? Clearly. Yeah. Just having her um, gave me a lot of stability. Women do that, like for guys that are like me, that are just constantly on the go, and like we're we're not thinking about the future in the way that we don't women have plan. the capability, bro. No, they th- they think differently, but I like the different. You know, me it's too. it's a good it's a good kind of perspective that I don't slow down and think about. But she's go 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 in her own way. It's just a different perspective, and um, when you can really like. I'm sure you know, man. Like it's just when you can work together on that, it it becomes it evolves into something better. Yeah, 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 and it gets better and better. And that's what the weirdest thing is when when you have each other's back and you have yeah. trust. Yeah, underlying all that. Yeah, it gets better and better and better and better. It does. We man. just celebrated our ten year, me and Nikki, our ten year anniversary together, our six year anniversary married because we basically got married on the same day that we got together. Ten years. Ten years. Wow. Bro. And like I wouldn't have it any other way. Dang. Like, I don't really have a bad thing to say about Nikki other than, like, just hilarious, nitpicky, like, funny things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I yeah, do with yeah, everybody, yeah. including, yeah. especially myself. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's very, um, it's 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 honestly, like, a beautiful um, thing when you have your person. Like, yeah. Because your person's, like, you're bound, like, you're, you're, you're already have, like, a, you're bound to the earth almost. And and then you can kind of start to reach out of that. And I've seen that with you because yeah. you were very constricted before. Hannah. Yeah. Like you were very like protect Joe first and you were in defense mode. Yep. And I completely respect that. And even as like we were doing live streams and I was sending bitches into your, <laughs> your, your, your DMs after. Yeah. 
they're like i was like okay so just so you know like as we leave the live stream the next place to go is directly into joe's instagram dms you are so, you know, so funny but you fun. you basically alley-ooped a lot of hookups for me that was that was awesome Dude, i was just rod but that was a great that was a really great um healing process yeah in general just like going back into the game feeling desired dating like a lot of people they they hate dating when after a long relationship but i think you you helped me make it fun the type of people i was dating to they were all very cool and like um you know it's it was it was it was good experiences didn't work out but yeah. they were all like i think you, you, I, you learned know, about yourself yeah like i haven't seen you do uh, it was good since i've known you yeah and then i think everyone i uh, should try and achieve that but i think it's like if you if you're not in it you don't know that that's the thing to do exactly. and i think because the majority is like what you mentioned settling because because like previous to um you know breaking up in your living room i think like we were both in that situation for a long long time yeah. because i think the worst thing that can actually happen to a relationship is two people who are kind in 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 a, in a way where like you we had a lot of loyalty and duty to each other and we stuck around thinking that we had to because nothing was technically wrong like there was no major like infidelity issues or like massive lying and like hurtful abuse and, and whatever. It was just like two completely different life goals and, and mentality people that are like always friction. Exactly. Cause it's like, we're just, yeah. You're a risk taker. She wasn't as willing to take those risks. Yeah. She owns that. She knows that. Yeah. She's said that many times and I'm friends with both of you yeah. and I am like, yo, you guys are wonderful people. I love both of you separately. But then Please together be we be can separate. be, <laughs> You know, yeah, it's just Com combustion all the time. Philosophies, right? Hey, I I don't believe in crypto. I believe in crypto. Boom, right? right. Like it's like those. Then that's, I'm just using a, 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 an. But if you're if there's certain, too many disagree disagreements yes. on just how you view the world and the things that you want to do, then it ends up having too much friction. I'm an environmentalist. I drive Hummers. Exactly. And, and that's how it was. Yeah. And, and it's just, this just wasn't a match. It was like, I was a vegan and she's a carnivore. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, how the fuck are we going to yeah. decide on I dinner? I jerky in my right. fucking backyard. Yeah. But I think what- But you guys are still friends. Oh, 100%. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. The people and we, don't and know we still that, work though. together. Exactly. So like- People that's, don't know that. But behind the scenes, like there's, there's still like, there's no hard feelings. Exactly. There. So it's, like it was a beautiful breakup, maybe the most beautiful breakup <laughs> I've ever seen in my own living room. And it was, yeah, because at the end, that, I think that's what made it so horrible is the is the fact that like there was really no legitimate reason to. If this was fucking nineteen ten, it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's like why, yeah, right. Well, like, you guys would live for fifteen more years, so yeah. <laughs> die, but yeah, <laughs> die a smokestack inhalation, <laughs> yeah, coming back from the coal mine and like, <laughs> dude, give me yeah, that. But, yeah, no, exactly. But like, yeah, it was, it was not, you know, at this point it's like, okay, this is convenience then because yeah. we don't need to be together. But I remember during that time, there was no real example. And so like, if like, let's say- There wasn't a catalyst. Like, well, well, for like, if 99% of the relationships around you are dis dysfunctional and unloving, right? Well, I don't want to say unloving, but they're going through hard times. Maybe in the moment they're not being loving, right? Mm. Um, 
then you just think that's normal. If your family members, relatives, best friends, whatever, and they can't also be a voice of guidance because so like, let's say they're, they're working out their own shit. Right. And if, if it's only one couple telling us saying like, maybe that's not a good idea. You seem like you're in the wrong. Yes. Or you seem like you're delusional. You seem like you're delusional. Right. You, you want a Disney movie. Right. It's like, right. hey, maybe it worked out for you guys because you guys lucked out. Yeah. Or and not that lying. I thought that way, but it yeah. it could just like just numbers wise. Yeah. Right. You, I'm getting all this confirmation bias from people that the majority of people around me. And I'm like, maybe that's just what you're supposed to do. And from us coming from both broken homes, we don't have that what to look at. And no. that's where I realized like having a partner that has parents that are like loving and they're still together is such a fucking big deal. Cause like some parents are together, but they're not loving each other. That's my parents. Right. And then that's hard to see too. But when you see like Hannah's parents, they fucking that's are, they love, they're, they're still friends. Like they hang out, we go out together and it's like, this is what produces someone who believes in love and marriage. I love that. Yeah. It and gives you hope. It does. And then, so for Hannah, she's, she's um, never had a boyfriend. She's dated and, and whatever. But I think that's what, she had high standards for men, which I feel like pretty dope that she chose me. But she has three brothers too. So- That's she, why. Yeah, she has high standards yeah. of what a good guy should be. Her dad stuck around. And then she also, after an argument, like, like, like you said earlier- um, we're here for each other. So an argument happens, but it's about to solve and then the teamwork, right? Yeah, I have your back. I want right. I want to understand. And it was the first time that I've like you know, early on in our relationship where when we if we had a disagreement or anything, um, it was diffused immediately because I realized that, you know, we're just trying to figure out what the other person is really trying to say. I wish more I if I could just take a piece of like a, a sentence yeah. and just emblazon it and put it on every fucking wall, it would be that. Because it really is so important to do that. You and me had a mix up one time. Yeah. And we had a dust up and it was like very brief. and But it was settled in like the most loving way. Like, yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like I don't feel threatened or hurt or or unheard by you. Yeah, You felt the opposite. You felt no. hurt because it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went from like, hey, Steve, what's this about? To yeah, like, yeah. Total, I un, like you. You hear me, and that's what you were saying to me. Like, like, like. Okay, yeah. Wow. Thanks for listening to what I was saying. Right. Because you came at me pretty hot, but I was like, "Oh, dude. Like, I didn't know that you were taking it that." Way. <laughs> and someone else was pissing me off. That yeah. made me. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was not <laughs> yeah. me. It was not me. Yeah. It was a but my energy up. was yeah. up because they were like, "Well, you felt yeah, like yeah, you yeah, could yeah. talk to me. Right. You didn't feel like you could talk to this person, and yeah. we found that later. But that was." You know, it, but it was a beautiful moment for me. And I, and I, like I said, it doesn't matter who you are, but in conflict resolution, I wish more people could just root for their friend. Like, like it doesn't matter. My friend's like yelling at me. I am rooting to understand where my friend's coming from. And like, you know, and my friend is a rational person. That's why they're my friend. That's why I love my friend. So I know that we're going to get there. And we did. And it was fucking squashed immediately. But that's the beauty of communication like that. Yeah, but it it doesn't help because most people go like this. You know why you fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Joe's quoting himself. Right. Those per se. Let Joe's me tell you why you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> There's nothing better than our own mistakes, right? Like nothing better. Yeah. Do you know why you fucked up? 
Exactly. Uh, exactly, yeah. dude. No, exactly. Well, do you know why you were being a bitch tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you 10 reasons why you're a fucking idiot. Oh, dude. I remember doing, I used to do like, you know, year, years ago, I was doing shoots with this chick who I was dating. And um, she was miserable on set. Like yeah. when she's on set, she was misery. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, why are you doing this? For, first of all. Oh, it's, it seemed like, do you really want to be an actor? Yeah, what are you it's like, why doing? do you hate this so much? Yeah. What, yeah. Are you, what are you doing this for if this, if you hate this? Yeah. You hate waiting? Yeah. Well, that's what this is. Yeah. This is waiting. This is like they're setting up lights and getting like the fucking, you know, temperature of the room and they're doing like room tone. And then, and then this bitch is like, like before we go do a shoot, like after all that, like we did like a, I don't know, a day and a half music video. And then after that, she has the audacity to be like, wait, you, you're going to shoot. Why aren't they asking me? And I was like, cause you're a handful <laughs> dude. Yeah. I actually, I didn't know how to, how to do this other than just not even looking at her. Yeah. So I just went around our, our, our apartment at the time. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I think I know why I have a theory about this. And I just kept on, I kept on going up to like different pieces of furniture and like different things, like straightening things. Like I go straighten a little bottle on the table or something. And I take a picture on the wall and like straighten it and be like, I think it's cause like, yeah, like when we're on set, hold on a second. Let me just fix this real quick. Uh, you're such a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think she needed the wake up call. Right. Do you think she understood? I think after that, she did a little bit more. I think most people go throughout life impulsively saying things and acting and not understanding how it affects other people around them. I completely agree with you. I think if you have parents who are well off, yeah, you're more likely to be an impatient person. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're more likely to be like, they're wasting my time. Yep. But your time doesn't mean shit. They didn't book you for the next yeah. job because <laughs> you're, you're such not a star. fucking cunt yeah. the whole time, oh, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, but that, you know, and that's such a, and we've all been that fucking cunt. Yeah. Like at some point in our lives, whether it's on set or not, like we've all, you, but it's good to have the perspective and, and not everyone does. And that's always the, the frustrating part. I don't know. I think um, if more people were able to just, chill out and think before they say shit it would we would all be in a better place but unfortunately like i don't know human nature man but bro if we thought like before that. we said shit like jk news wouldn't exist <laughs> wait you're saying those jokes are calculated <laughs> yeah dude it's that was one of the most absurd I, i've seen a lot of absurd things in my time but someone saying that we had a script that oh. was i think that takes the taco that is that's a lot of work that's i mean that's actually kind of flattering possible. it's not possible it's super flattering. It's so flattering. We shoot 20 episodes a day. And back then, we used to shoot about 30 to 40. Dude, we so did I'm 28 like, we when wrote, I was on the show. We wrote freaking, wow. Get out of here. I know, you guys, you know, it sucks a little bit because you guys are like, well, when we were in the real war, and I'm like, I was in, I was in the war with you guys, but like, yeah, 28 episodes. But you're like, no, and the real shit was like, we're doing fucking 38 episodes and we're sleeping here. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I want, you know. But they, they were like, they were like 10 minute episodes, so. They weren't. Right, that's a little better. Thank you. They, there's no off the records. Thank they you. Were, you know. There wasn't a, a, an eight minute episode where everyone's looking at the clock the whole fucking time. <laughs> Earlier mentioned, um, I remember like the way we segued into this was was um, the passion part of it, right? Because yeah. I, 
I think where you were getting at with that is that like, so- Do you have time for passion? Right, yeah, because yeah, like JK News is like a, a routine thing that we do getting with the boys, but was it ever my true passion? Because back then I wanted to uh, create content like in the form of narrative, like shorts, yes. skits, maybe even a feature one day, right? And I think what I realized, and I had this talk with Bart too, because for me- I thought that my goal was to get into acting and create this character and, and tell these stories, right? And then I was like, why didn't I fight hard for it when I had that opportunity to actually do the movies and all that? And then I could have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars that I had on a movie, but I ended up doing other businesses and things like that. And I realized I just love building businesses with friends. I hated Hollywood. I hate the smoozing. I I wouldn't. Me too. I never want to sacrifice myself to do certain things, if if it just doesn't, if I don't, if it's not worth it for me. So, for example, like, I mean, you you actually made movies and you actually were a part of that world in the indie space, but you already seen a a, a bit of it, and isn't it exhausting? Because we're not like that. When Trump won re-election, I remember being on the phone. I'm not going to say where or when or anything, but I remember being on the phone and I remember people from a major motion picture company being like, my friends are gay. Are they about to go into a camp? And I was like, what in the fuck are these people <laughs> Are we going about? to look? They're going to yeah, send gay people to a concentration my, they're camp. They're going to send my friends into a camp. And I was like, what in the fuck are these people even talking about? I was like, what are these? And I'm not, like, I'm not even like, Saying like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, Trump's the best. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, what are you guys talking about? But like, it's, you're, you're in another world, right? That's it's so like, funny. you're just in like an elsewhere, else world's um, universe. Um, that's it's so, not real. That's so wild. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I mean. Like, so when I when that that was one of my first examples of that. I also remember like during COVID, I went and got a shotgun, and like some of the people that I knew in the in that world were like very offended that I got a gun. But I was like, I don't live like in this like nice area you guys live yeah, in. Yeah, so I they could in- live in gated communities with armed guards yeah. that do the dirty work for them. Bro, but I was then in Van Nuys. <sighs> yeah, that's crazy. Man. I was like, it was on the border of Van Nuys, but like it was, you know, they only changed it like they had like a city, um, whatever um, provision to call it something other than Van Nuys, so property values would maybe go up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, bro, it was Van Nuys. Yeah, and so, but that, but these people are like. Why would you even get a gun? That's insane. You're gonna go shoot a school up or whatever. And and so when when you start to hear people talk like that, you're like, I don't think that we live in the same world. Yeah, even. I for sure we don't. Because I like I ha- look. I believe in um like a single mom needs a gun. Yeah, because there's somebody who's more powerful th- than her, exactly. and they don't even need to go to the gym. Right. They're just more powerful yeah, than her. Because uh, th- there'll be guys like, I-, I could handle them with a bat. And I'm like, yeah, but what about my grandma? Like, There's, you know, like. Exactly. Just, yeah. The and then gr- so Hollywood was just full of um, just people I don't vibe with, you know. Same, bro. And then I have support from my community, you know, like, like a, um, you know, Asians that are, that that that's always been trying to get out there, break through. And, and they did, they, they, they made strides. And I and I and I'm glad that there were people that were willing to do a lot of the things that you know I just didn't want to because then you know 
it takes a certain personality to go in there and just be above all that shit and still go through the auditions and then still work with people that they might not necessarily like. But to me, that's a that's a skill in itself because you have to have a strong personality and a lot of patience because like us, we don't. We'll just get into arguments straight up <laughs> and then we'll just tell people, I think, you know, what me, you and especially David, one of our things we love doing is if someone's a piece of shit, we can't. I can't we stop. can't I stop can't, bullying them stop. like in front of them yeah like and letting everybody else know what a yeah. fuck face they're being yeah. right and by the way and i'm such a rider right i don't even like the fung bros because david doesn't <laughs> i don't like them i don't I, hey i don't like them i'll tell you right now you don't even know that i don't but, know i've never because, seen a thing because of david done, but i'm a rider i'm a because, fucking rider forever yeah and then that's how we are too yeah like it's like oh really david you yeah this fucking producer was a dick to you all right well next time i see that fool i'm gonna fucking <laughs> be so funny <laughs> everyone he's gonna leave there with his tail tucked between his fucking legs yep. right and then i think yeah and at the end of the day it wasn't about achievements i think it was about being able to continue a way of life and freedom with my friends yeah and then so you've proven that that's like literally your life yeah and then so it's i think if passion it it isn't really just um you know making the biggest hits or doing this or whatever. And I think I got a lot of that out of my system in my early years. And now it's just about um, like having a business idea, assembling a team, getting excited about it together and executing it well. And as boring as that sounds, I feel like I had so much creative stuff out of my system that now I'm having a lot of fun doing just like more traditional business i don't know like no that totally yeah. makes sense i mean you're literally proving that you're showing up every day in hawaii making <laughs> boba tea for people like you're doing it yeah but you you clearly like it a lot oh yeah i like it it's, why it's so different from the creative field because like in entertainment right there's a lot of emotions there's a lot of dreams it attracts a lot of people who just can't function in the more left brain world Right. And, and, and me too, I'm that right. And it's, it's a, it's a lot of, um, it attracts also people who want to, um, find meaning and purpose and self-esteem and like, and, and like, they want to get away from that. Whereas like something like a cleaning company or a farm or like, let's say even Jumbi, right. Um, Things like that already exist and people aren't going there to escape and and find themselves or like be somebody, right? Like people don't be a boba barista because that's <laughs> their life passion. They end up opening up their own boba shop if that's their life yeah, passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's typically someone who wants a fun, cool job during college or like, you know, no one's going to be as passionate about the product as I am and my team. But at the same time, it's like, it's a good transition for them. Or like if you have like a, like a factory or something, right? Like people are going in there to get the job done and then they're done. I don't have to constantly deal with um, people's egos in the same way. Do you think people go to Tyson's Chicken and they're like, I just love chickens so much. And then they go there and like, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. What? I, I thought I was going to be, <laughs> I thought this was going to be like 
a nice thing with chickens. <laughs> I wonder what their job interview is like. So uh, I love chickens. Chickens. Oh, I fucking love them. But no, dude, so so as you see, so this is interesting. As a as a business owner, you see employees come in and they're it's a transitory thing. They're just trying to get through college or whatever. Yeah. Is there a way? Is there like? I always wonder this because corporate wise, corporate always does the slogan bullshit, like the fucking rah rah. Yeah. Do you even bother, or do you Fuck just read people? No. Good. Um. Well, it depends on the company culture. Some people are really about that. Like, <laughs> bro. Like, I don't know. I think people just have to ask my employees on how they like it. Yeah. But um. I but just, how do you approach it? Uh, of the the rah rah corporate like hey prepare daringly today guys hey good morning prepare daringly when you're making the tea today so <laughs> our model is prepare daringly yeah. but i think you don't have to be so um pretentious yeah like i i choose a lot of chill energies some people do have hype energy but um I like people who are very comfortable in themselves. And sometimes there are people that are like very shy. But if I see those qualities about them, I'm like, yeah, you'll ge you'll gel well with everybody else. And they all work really well together. Surprisingly. There's I love no that. drama. Yeah. Um, sidebar now. You're a married man. Yeah. We can finally talk about this. this yes. Is I know. Right. As a married man, do you have advice for people out there who are looking to get married? As a, like, hey, you've been married for I've a year. I've been married for a year. But before that shit, like, I've been in many relationships, long-term relationships, several years where I lived with my partner on many occasions, right? And on top of that, just like a lot of dating and hookups too. So- A lot of fucking and sucking. A lot of fucking and sucking and licking and in, slurping. And whining and dining. So if you look at it traditionally- <laughs> That means I probably divorced like five times already because just just back in the day, like if you actually moved in with the girl, live with them and all that, like it's kind of the same thing. The only thing that's different is that you're actually life planning with someone you're married with. Your uh, family. Yeah. And then and then you see you see life a little bit differently. But even with girls that I was dating and living with, it felt pretty close to what it is now. It's just that there wasn't any future plans. Yeah. Love it. Um, the advice would probably be pay attention closely to how she treats her family and her relationship with her family, if she has family. Love that. Yeah. That's so interesting. Why do you say that? Something that stuck with me um, that my mom told me early on, she was like, you could date all these girls, but- you're marrying her family. So like you could date them, but is that your father that you want? Is that, you know, her sister that you want? Like, like it's her family you're marrying, not her. And then, so I was like, what does she mean by that? And it just kind of stuck with me. And I would always observe the family of the person I was dating. Um, and I'm like, am I going to have friction with this person or not? But I would add the, the extra layers. How, how does she treat her parents? That's really good. Yeah. And how does she treat her siblings? Yeah. Nice. And I, I think right right from the jump, you know, Hannah's like, she's always involved in her brother's lives. They're all like friends. They hang out. Like we went hiking with their brother. Like um, 
you know, her. You're talking about you mom. just saw them in London. No, uh, we, yeah, we were we were yeah. in Wales, and yeah, um, I've seen them interact, you know, and I was like, okay, this is dope because it's one thing to hear and know, but like to see it in real life and then be a part of it, and then knowing that that's your family now too, it's it's pretty cool. Love that. Yeah. Gonna wrap it up now. It's time to wrap it up. But I, I do uh, genuinely hope for everyone listening that you find a friend in life who is as genuine and as great a friend as Joe Cow is. Hey, the same could be said about you, bro. Like you're genuinely someone who wants the best for their friends, right? Like I don't really see you as someone. And this is what I hate about a lot of people is that like. They don't sing praises of their friends when they're doing well. They're in this internal competition and battle and insecurity and jealousy. I don't get that from you. Like you live your own life and you have your own things that you like, but you have such a diverse group of friends because I think you root for everybody's success. And I try to collect people like that. And it's a it's it's really a good trait to have because there's so many people out there that do the, the opposite. Like and as soon as I notice that about people, I kick them out of my life. Yeah, dude. It no, it is. Look, there's a like you said about this town, right? It's transactional here. Um, <laughs> but that's why you know it, I'm not a fan of LA, really, uh, yeah. of the LA culture, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but no, it is. It is a fascinating endeavor, I guess, to try to understand. But yeah, I, I, um, I just, yeah, like you said, I really root for people. Everybody, I hope everybody wins in life. But I know that sometimes to win, you have to lose, and and I'm one of those people who have lost to learn to know how to win. Right? Yeah. Like, and so to piggyback off of that, um, where do you think the crypto market is going? Oh, right. I mean, crypto is here to stay. Am, it's been here too long for it to disappear. Yes, sir. But I think it's going to be, you know, like the stock market, but is it going to go in the same, like, so for example, when the economy tanks, right? Like, when um, exactly yeah like the trend is typically what stocks first then real estate and then i'm wondering like if crypto and stocks will work will be parallel or will we see like would it would it be an independent market or like will we see a different i don't know you know like yeah yeah well it's interesting too because so you know at, we, we've been in the crypto market for a while um, do you feel like the crypto market is is something that you want to be part of, or is it something that you feel like like as a movement? Oh right? yeah, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm I'm waist neck deep into it. Yeah, and I'm also very competitive, and I'm so angry that I lost one point six million. Um, one point two, baby. Right. 1. That uh, a part of me is like no. I'm going to lose five That's right. next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to lose 4.8. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Uh, yeah, no, I first lost 800,000. The next I lost one point. Let's make that five, five million. Hey, but how much you put in? That's the 10 million, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. God, imagine. <laughs> I know. I think it's going to be one of those things where people are like, you know, you work so hard. You probably shouldn't just waste it on crypto. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, my whole thing is like small amount of money into a big amount of money. Why yeah. are you risking a lot? You shouldn't. You don't have to. If you're any good at it, you should get sick multiples. Right. I'm up 80% right now on the market in the last six months. Who the fuck else is not really around? You look at shitty ass Cardano and I'm looking at you all Cardano holders. 14% in six months is all you got. I mean, let's just tell the real truth. Everyone bought it early thinking they were going to pump it together in unison. And guess what happened? They fell prey to crypto YouTube. And guess what happens on crypto YouTube? You buy the thing way too late. It's so saturated. Everyone fucking knows about it. And you get wrecked. You hold the bag. Congrats well, on holding the bag. But it, it, to me, it was just like Ripple Part 2. Like, exactly. I know I'm going to get ripped apart for saying this, but it's really, that's what it is. The, that is what it is. The market what do you cap do with is it? You so stake it. fucking huge. The supply is insane. The yeah. fucking market cap's insane. What are you guys doing out there? There are gems out there. Gems in the darkness. Gems in the woods. And uh, that's my game anyway. And I, look, I got killed with Luna. Of course. Yeah. But guess what? Still cashed out six figures. And, six figures, and guess what? I'm still up 70 fucking 8%. In general, against all you assholes. Well, yeah. Well, in you, six months. Your principal, you got to look at it this way. It's like, what did you come into the game with? Exactly. Like 10 Gs. Exactly. And you turned 20, 10 Gs into what? 300K? 28. And, right? Or 28K. 28 into 250, yeah. 275. Yeah. That's that's all I see. Though That's how I see it as. Yeah. I see it as, this is someone who put 25K that turned it into 300K that turned it into almost a mil. Uh, 735,000. Right. right. And then- you know, you're still free rolling. That's yep. that's just free rolling, that's it. right? And dude, I haven't ever put six figures into crypto. Right. Never gonna. Yeah. I mean, you gotta earn it, right? So it's it's stages. The the method is stages, right? My method anyway. It's like you 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 do a small amount of money into a big amount of money, right? Then you take profits on that big amount of money, and then you reinvest, but you just keep it small. You don't yeah. gotta fucking do this crazy shit that people do. Like like me. Like well, I put, I put in three hundred thousand dollars. But you're a maniac, and <laughs> you were loving it. Yeah, and I, was. I and I uh, and you yeah. came back from it, and you actually won hard. Yeah, you get to one point six mil. Technically, I did one point six mil out of one hundred and ten. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And, yeah. Because yeah, at, at, so at the darkest day of OMG, it was one ten, right? Well, because when you told me, um, I think it was twenty nineteen or twenty. No, no. 20, I got in 2017. When did you decide to sh- sell your OMG? February of 2021? in 20... Or 2020? I think it was 2019. I want to say. Maybe it's 2020. I think it was 2020. No, when was the when was the bull? Was it 2022 or 21? No, the bull started... The Well, the bull really started in 2019. But people... Oh, most the real... The, I mean, the... the, the, the... <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, God. I can't remember what the well, head. Okay. Anyways, you told me you gave me a warning. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm 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 out. Yeah. And that's when I was like, all right, let's do it. And then we went to you SNX. We went to SNX. And then we did AV. AV. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I didn't get the AV, but I, I Bart did. I, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then we, we rolled went to Luna. So when I got out at that time, it was 110k. Yep. 110k. We kept trading, trading, trading. I built it up to Sick moves. 1.6 mil, and then boo, and That's I was served. able to leave with 150. Yeah. So technically, hey. I'm up 40k, and I hey, left hey. with 100. Yeah. But motherfucker, it's about the gains, right? It's about what we did with a small amount of money. Yeah. Take a small amount of money, turn into a big amount of money. That's the point. That, that you is. can even do that is insane to people. People live their whole fucking lives doing a 401k, and they don't even get there. And we did it in like what ten months? Yeah, 
It's uh, and, and that's so. I was having a talk with Nikki recently, just to close. It was it was our like I said, ten years together, six years married. She's like, holy shit, you have turned like twenty grand into a million dollars two times. Yeah, since we have since our wedding night. Yeah, I was getting people into Ethereum during my wedding, and I think there's still so much gains to be had. Because it's still twenty two percent of the world has crypto. Yeah, twenty two percent. And in the market's not even close to what the stock market is. No way. So like that's it, baby. Hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Anyways, me and Joe always have to flirt about crypto because yeah, we that's got it. Yeah. But hey, thank thank you so much for listening to Overtime. Yep. And don't forget to check out Overcooked, which is the new show. <laughs> Overcooking, baby. <laughs>